All right. You can stay stay standing. Turn to the book of Acts. Acts chapter number 9. Acts chapter number 9. And we'll begin reading in verse number 10. Acts chapter number 9 and verse number 10. And uh, I sure do love uh, your preacher. And uh, it's good to be back. I remember that that uh, sermon and I remember throwing that cup and uh, and uh, into the choir there. Thank goodness nobody was still up there. Amen. And uh, that would have hurt probably. And so, uh, amen. It's good to be back and uh, I always love coming here and and, uh, and thank you all for being here uh, and uh, coming back and uh, joining us. It's good to be back from the college. I got a new group and uh, brought them here and one of your own. Amen. Amen. Christian Padilla, amen. So, uh, singing the bass for you. So, Acts chapter 9, verse number 10. Let's read together. Let's read together. And uh, Acts chapter number 9, verse number 10. The Bible says in verse number 10, And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Behold... I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into the street which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth. And as seen in a vision, a a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. And then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he had done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And here he hath authority from the chief priests to bind all that call on thy name. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered into the house, and putting his hands on him, said, Brother Saul, The Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, has sent me that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Now look up here at me. You've probably heard a lot of sermons in your life. If you be honest, you've heard a lot about Paul, heard a lot about Peter, heard a lot about the disciples, hopefully you've heard a lot about Jesus... But I, don't, I haven't heard a whole lot of sermons about Ananias. You know why? Because he appears right here and he disappears. He's used just this one time and he's gone. He's almost like a blip on the radar. But it's his work that changes the life or helps to, to change the life, helps to aid in the changing of the life of perhaps the greatest New Testament Christian that we've ever known. Sometimes we read the Bible and we say, boy, I can't be a Paul. I couldn't be a David. Or I couldn't be a, a, a Peter. I got a question for you tonight. Or I, I got a statement for you. Any Ananias will do. Any Ananias 
will do. Let's pray. Lord, I pray you'd help me tonight. I want to be quick. I want to get out of the way. I want to set the table for the man of God to follow me. Lord, I just want these young people to realize, Lord, that this man, this just regular follower of Christ, changed the course of Christianity by surrendering his life to you. And Lord, we don't have to be so, so focused and centered, so centered on doing something big if we would just be centered on surrendering to the small things in our life. You can then do something big through our small surrender. Help us to see tonight that any Ananias will do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You can be seated. Saul is on his way to Damascus to destroy the disciples. God meets with him. God sends him to a place to await some help. God then speaks to his servant, Ananias, and sends him to find Saul. Imagine that for a second. Imagine being a regular Christian, a disciple, kind of like you, a teenager who attends church. Maybe you ride a bus. Uh, Maybe you go to teen Sunday school. Maybe your parents are Sunday school teachers. Or maybe they're just regular Christians that attend church. Uh, Maybe they are on staff even. But you're just a regular teenager tonight that came to the youth conference. And tonight, maybe uh, as you're you're on your way out, uh, God said to you, I want you to go down to the toughest man in Hammond. I mean, I want you to find the man in the city that kills Christians. I mean the worst of the worst. The hunter and the havoc maker of the church. The disciple destroyer. The murderer of Christians. And he says, I want you to go to him because he's been saved. Now, if that was me, I'd say, are you sure? I'd ask God that. I'd tell God I need some proof. Give me some, I'd say like John the Baptist, what are the fruits of repentance? Show me some fruits, God. Let me know for sure. And Ananias, and and I'll get to this, but he had a little conversation there with God. But the plan, and then God says, I want you to tell him his plan. I have a plan for his life, God said. I want you to tell him that he's going to suffer. Wait a minute. You want me to go make a visit? To the murderer of Christians who, who supposedly got saved and you want me to tell him your will for his life is for him to suffer? Your will for his life is he's going to be hurt. And you want me to tell him that? He hurts me. He hurts people like me. Are you sure about this, God? Let me tell you quickly some things about Ananias. First of all, Ananias was a serving Christian. The Bible says in verse number 10, keep your Bibles open, the sermon will come out of your Bible, amen? Verse number 10, the Bible says a certain disciple. He, First of all, he was a serving 
Christian. He was a disciple at Damascus. That was a serving place. That was where the Bible was taught. That's where the Bible was preached. He was a, a disciple of Damascus. He was a follower. He did what Jesus did. He was serving in the church, kind of like you at your church. Uh, you probably love God tonight if you're here, or you have loved God in the past, or you have served God in the past, or your parents have served God, and they want you to serve God. That's why you're here. That's why they paid the money for you to come. Uh, that's why they uh, they helped you raise the money to get here is because they love God and they want you to love God and they want you to serve God. And, and so maybe you, you may be as backslidden as the devil, but your parents love God and they want you to love God. Or you yourself are here tonight and you do love God and you want God's will for your life. Ananias was a serving Christian. He was a disciple. He was learning. He was growing. He was getting stronger. He was getting uh, growing in the Christian life. And I want you to know something tonight. The first step of full surrender to God's will is ability. Uh, it's not ability. It's availability. It's just being there. It's just being willing. A lot of you maybe think you can't be like Brother Rodriguez or your pastor or your youth pastor or, or some great preacher. These, these are great preachers on the wall and I, and man, I love them. Uh, they're my heroes. But you know why they were great? Because they were first available. It's gonna flood and the rain's coming. You know what happened? Noah was available. The world's gonna starve. Joseph was available. Pharaoh's behind them and the Red Sea's in front of them. Moses was available. They're surrounded by the enemy. Gideon was available. They're outmanned by a giant. David was available. They're face to face with a lion. Daniel said, hey, I'm available. Maybe not by choice on that one. Amen. Challenged by our God uh, uh, and, and a sacrifice needing fire. Elijah was available. A wall needed built amongst opposition and Nehemiah was available. They're going to kill all the Jews. Esther was available. 5,000 people need, needed fed. A little lad and his lunch was available. The world needed a Savior and Jesus was available. Have you ever made yourself available? Have you ever just said, God, what do you want me to do? Whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. I'll never forget 17 years ago this year in August, August 9th, 2000, I surrendered my life at a youth conference like this. I had hair down to here, parted it in the middle. That was cool back then. Don't laugh at me. Some of you should look in the mirror. Before you laugh at me, look at your hair in the mirror. And 17 years from now, you'll, people will laugh at your hair. Parted it in the middle. When I went to the barber, we raised it up, we shaved underneath, we dropped it back down. That's how I did it. It was cool. But I'll never forget, I, 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 God, I made it through the first night, I made it through the second night, the third night, it was too much. God got a hold of my heart and I went forward and everybody up there was in shirts and ties and they looked like the preachers. They could have been preachers. I wasn't. I was in a collared shirt, but only because that's what I had to wear to go to the conference. I had to go buy a whole new wardrobe to go. There I sat up there. I still got the video. I watch it every August to remind me. 
And when I look at that stage and I see all those guys up there, if I had to pick one guy that wouldn't make it in the ministry, I would pick me. And I remember what I prayed that night. I didn't say, Lord, make me a preacher. That's not bad. That's not what I said. I just said, Lord, I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'll do whatever you want me to do. I was just available. I was just available. I didn't say, Lord, I want to travel with the Bible college. I just said, Lord, I'll do whatever you want me to do. It will be good starting out tonight if you would just say, Lord, I'm listening. I'll do whatever you want me to do. Ananias was, Ananias was a serving Christian. Second of all, Ananias got a spiritual call. Look at verse number 10. The Lord came to him in a vision. Now, just so you know, the Lord spoke back in the, in the Bible days, the Lord spoke to uh, people different ways. Nowadays, the Lord don't speak that way. You know, if you have a vision, you probably ate too much pizza before you went to bed. You know. Okay. This week, the Lord's going to speak to your heart. He's going to speak through His Word and His Holy Spirit. Okay? You go back to the, you go back to the hotel and have a vision. Too much uh, burritos. Okay? All right? Too much sauce. You got that sauce? All right, good. Amen. I like the sauce. Amen. But He's going to speak to you through His Word to, this week. Hopefully God's going to do something in your heart and, and He's going to speak to you. And, and he, he's going to, you're going to have revival. Amen. A, a, a viva. Amen. But you know what Ananias did? Verse number 13. He said, but Lord. Verse number 13. Then Ananias said, Lord, I've heard. I've heard by many people that, that Lord, I can't do this. Lord, I've heard many people say that this guy kills people. And this and this and this and this. And he started making excuses. He started telling God why he couldn't. Kind of like when God tells you, I'll never forget I sat back uh, where, where you are sitting and God began to speak to my heart and God said, I want you to be a preacher. I said, wait a minute, God, you ain't talking to me. I said, yeah, I, w- I want you. I said, no, no, no. <laughs> no, you're not talking to me. I'm sitting amongst all these people and... and, and my mom and dad divorced before I was born. I got saved when I was 14 years old. I was a bus kid. I, I, I brought rap music to the youth conference. I was like, God, you're not talking to me. I mean, I, I'm, I think you're talking to somebody else. And God said, no, 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 I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. I started making excuses. Maybe, maybe you're here and you're wavering. You're trying to find excuses. Or you will try to find excuses not to follow through. But I'm telling you, you can. Maybe you've already surrendered your life to God previously before. And this week, God's going to bring it back to your mind that you surrendered to the mission field. He's going to say, hey, you remember when you was in seventh grade and you said you was going to the mission field? I didn't forget Remember when you said you was called to preach? I didn't forget. 
Maybe your worldly friends pulled you back in. Maybe being a preacher boy got too boring. Maybe you said you was going to come to Bible college and, 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 and you've changed your mind. And hey, let me, let me tell you something. Maybe the world's entertainment and fashions have found their way back into your life when one day you, you got rid of them and now they've crept back in. Ananias battled excuses like that. But in verse number 10, look at it. He said, Behold, I am here, Lord. Verse number 17, the Bible says... Verse number 17, and Ananias went his way. He did what God told him to do. He did what God told him to do. Listen, you can do it. You can do it. God tells you to do something, you can do it. Maybe you just started coming to church. This is your first conference. This is the first time you've been with this church. And, and you came and you're like, man, I don't even know why I'm here. I don't, I don't even know the people I'm with. I don't know. Listen, God's going to speak to your heart. And when He tells you to do something, do it. You may not be perfect. You may be struggling. And the preacher may say something or I may say something. You say, I've never even heard this before. You guys are crazy. God speaks to your heart. Do it. What if Ananias wouldn't have? What if he had his own plan? What if he wanted to be a lawyer? Huh? What if he said, well, God, I tell you, you know, I I really don't want to go down there and talk to him. I kind of wanted to do my own thing. I kind of have my own plan. I kind of, I kind of really not doing the church thing. I ain't about that life. I'll tell you what would have happened. Hey, you might not have the gospel. You know what the Bible says? God told Ananias, there's a man down there named Saul. Behold, he prayeth. Listen to me real good, young people. I wonder who's praying. I wonder who's praying right now for you to come talk to them. Whether it be in some foreign country or in your hometown. Waiting for you. I wonder. I wonder. Will you just open your heart and say, God, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. You say, but Brother Davis, I'm not, I'm not Paul. I'm not Peter. I'm not Jesus. Hey, any Ananias will do. Any Ananias will do. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Bow our heads and close our eyes. God, I pray you'd speak to our hearts. I pray for the preacher to come. I pray you'd fill him with your power. I pray for the young people that are here. That, God, they would realize that, Lord, we're all nobodies. But, Lord, you fill us with somebody called the Holy Spirit. And, God, if we would just be available and we would be willing, you can do great things with our lives. I pray we would be willing. I pray the young people would be willing to listen with their ears and with an open heart, willing to surrender to you. Preacher.